Alrighty, g'day, g'day, and welcome back to another episode. We're here in the studio. You better believe it's your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge. It is I, Bradley J. Driver, but you can call me Brad because, as you know, you're a fan of the show. Well, I'm a fan of yours. Thank you so much for being here again. Whether you're watching or listening, I'm excited for this one. We've rolled out the new branding. We've got a lot to talk about. That's the name of the show. It's also the reason we're here today because there's a whole heap of topics and pain points that come with being in your 20s that we're going to stew on and we're going to share a little bit of a come up, which, you know, I'm about that. I'm on that journey myself, trying to make life happen, trying to fulfill my purpose, aren't we all? And today's guest is on that journey too. He is an absolute musical talent and genius. He is the Northern Beaches boy that's made the trip down to the gong. He is the head man of Loretta the band, the lead singer, the superstar of the show. So ladies and gentlemen, from your home, your car, or wherever you are, give a very warm welcome to the one, the only, Mr. Ellis Hall. How are you, brother? <laughs> I'm good, brother. It's probably the coolest intro I've ever got in my life. Bro, so. we freestyle it here. <laughs> what a great start. And you deserve it. You deserve <laughs> yeah. it, bro. So every guest deserves a great intro. You that. especially. Um, blessed to have been able to watch your little journey from afar. Um mm. You know, I will say we've got a, a few people in the live audience today here in the HQ. When you think of that, you may think that this room is packed, and it is because it's small. It is packed for the, um, the, yeah, how big the room the is. The size of the room, that. it's packed. We're like sardines in here, just getting all cosy. Sure. Um, we've got my boy Vids over in the corner, who is the, the mutual connection. <laughs> oh, that's going to get so dated so yeah. quickly. So we'll know when we're recording By it. the time people hear this, I'll be like, like, oh, that was obviously recorded back then. Yeah. Um, he's hooked us up here and he's the mutual mm. connection. Um, so, you know, grateful for bids. Mm, for We've sure. also got the new fella in town. Woo. He's rolled in. He's got the camera in hand. He's taken stills. He's going to be on that vlog journey with me. Um, his name is Liam, but we call him the Duff Man. The Duff Man. The Duff Man. Duff Man. Like that one. That's so, cool. good man. Good man. And blessed to have him here. But I'm keen to dive into your story, bro. You're Let's doing do some really cool things. First time, I always sort of stew on the first time I ever heard of a guest or the okay. first time I ever let's, come across let's them. Let's do that. And for me, it was obviously the first time I was sort of told about you and started to hear the stories. <laughs> I want to know what was said. Um, <laughs> was he talking he, smack? No, he was actually he was like, <laughs> fuck, dude. I, went to, I think he'd went to watch you play in the northern beaches somewhere and yeah. he was like fuck me yeah, i watched one actually. of stell's mates stell's um bid's girlfriend i'm sure you've seen it on instagram <laughs> they, they um, definitely you have be, you wouldn't be hearing it here everyone's seen it on instagram uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they were i think they were watching you play somewhere at a gig and, it was at the it was actually it was at the newport and it was this it was a scorcher of a day and i i think i've already either i i played a gig last night so i was knackered as well or i had a gig beforehand and Zach just like in just never met him before, just rocks up. He's got his like like classic little like the leather sl- like slides on like the the, the rich dude slides. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and then he rocks. Up, he's like, bro, you want some water? Do you want some water? I can get you some water. I get you some water. He got me like two jugs <laughs> of like gla- like ice water. And I was like, dude, this guy's an absolute G. And then and that was it. It was honestly as far as it went from there. And it's been like just clicking ever since. Well, I've heard lad. the good stories when he got home back to the gong, you know, and. He said great things. And it was actually funny because my mum had messaged me and goes, I don't know where, because my mum follows all the crew on socials. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, you, know, you got you, it, dude. You better believe that Di is going to give you two blue love <laughs> hearts. Yeah, she's the hype queen of Instagram. Love right? that. And she goes, I don't know who Bids was watching play on the weekend, but God, he was good. Really talented. Well, thank you too, And then, <laughs> so I started hearing the stories and, and obviously you're incredible at what you do. I'd actually heard one of your songs before they really? told me. Because I think one morning we'd been for a walk and... 
I said, oh, play me some of his music. And Stella's played me some songs. And it was, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was the intro piece is like, it's so easy for me to remember. And I was like, I've heard that all over Insta before. Um, I mean, I, I'll have I, to get I my phone I assume come, come, like come, close, come, to close to you, time, come over running time. Like, would have been, because of you and Stella, yeah, I would have yeah. said it would have been like the more, the more recent. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you which, I'll tell you which one it was. Yeah, because that come out would have been a bit like previous. Yeah, because man, it was so, to me, it was so like, I was like, fuck, I've heard that before. And you've got very good music. Thank like, you, bro. What <laughs> would you describe your music as? Um, Someone actually, I was, so we played a gig at the Vanguard, I, I think like on Thursday last week, and they said it was a perfect combination between nostalgic and modern, like yeah, modern pop. And I was like, like you, you feel like you've heard it before, but it still feels new. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, cause I was like off on a tangent and like saying who it sounds like, like the Nuns in Five and blah, blah, whatever. And then she was like, oh no, it sounds like the perfect combination between like nostalgic, but like uh, familiar. And I was like, that's a really great way to describe yeah. our music. And I like some stranger who I hadn't met could describe it better than I could. So that's what I probably fall into the category of like, you, you, it's familiar to you, but like you, yeah. you, you don't know it yet because you haven't heard it before. But like, you're like, oh, I could like, I, I could think back to a time. Like I just this just feels comfortable to listen to. And I could, it, it could be like the start of a memory that you don't even know you have yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. It's often hard to describe what you do. It is. So, it really is. Like for me, even to sit down when I rebranded this show and I was like, what am I really good at? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't even know. Like I do a lot. I talk about a lot of things. Mm. Like what is my thing? Yeah. And someone said to me, well, your vulnerability is like, the thing that's best about your show. And even when I had Liam in here yesterday, yeah. and I was like, what do you like about the show? Because Liam heard the show many episodes, like probably a year ago. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I just liked how raw and honest it was. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, well, maybe that's my thing. But, yeah. And I think that's what ultimately has led to the, the rebrand is like discovering who you are mm. and owning your lane. And you're, doing, sure. you're obviously doing very well at that. Trying to, yeah, that's yeah. the plan. No, so sure. where did this all begin? Because for anyone in the music space, like, you know, I had a fucking good crack on the way home from a haircut this morning in the car, just jamming just to a few Blasting tunes. it out. And every now and then, do you ever... Do you, it's different for you because you can sing. But I don't know if like anyone listening or watching, like every now and then you're having a crack. And I love like music. The music has to be loud. I don't give a fuck who's watching. Yeah, I feel that. I'm like, I'm just charging. And every now and then, if I feel like I'm feeling myself a little bit, I'll just mute it and keep going. Just, and just kind of like, like really, like, really go for it. That sounded so like, bro, much I'm with so the good. <laughs> I'm so good. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, maybe I'm going to surprise myself. You know, Ed Sheeran, he started late. You know what I mean? Like, mm. He'd come up late. I'm like, maybe I'll surprise myself. I haven't surprised myself. Yeah, not, not to this. No, not just yet. Yeah, though. There's yet. still time. Everyone's only, still got time. Bro, I'm only 25. I'm, <laughs> I'm young good? in this. I'm young in this. Um, I guess the, the starting point would have been, um, geez. So I was... Um, so I, I was never very good at school. I hated it. I have severe learning disabilities like just... I'm not good at it. I just didn't want to be in school. I didn't understand why I didn't want to be in school. I just didn't. Yeah. Um, so I tried like every other avenue outside of school, like gymnastics, karate, like um, any sport, soccer, football, like hockey, literally just like anything to do with like physical activity and stuff like that. I'd, at this point in my life, I had no idea I could sing. I was just kind of trying to figure out what I was doing. I was very young. Um, I started gymnastics when I was five and I then went to become a national gymnast for I think like seven years. Wow. Yeah. So like just, you know what I mean? And then, I was maybe, I think I was like 12 or 13 years old and I wasn't, I just did it and I wasn't like in love with that anymore because mm. I was just like, it was, I was doing 20 hours a week from like, becomes a bit of a chore. It was, it was 20 hours a week of my life and I was just like, what am I like, what am I doing? You wake up so early, you're like, what is this? And it was great at the time and it was a massive like learning curve for me. But then 
I would have been in. I was still in my 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 primary school days, and I was like, I was the choir captain of my school. Yeah. And like you know, I was like, like no one's like I wasn't thinking like oh, I'm gonna be a musician out of this. I was just like, I could sing, I could hold a a pitch or a tune, and I was just singing along. And then I became a choir captain, and I was like sick. And then I got told to leave gym because I was just I wasn't focused enough anymore. And like that's just that's they want people that are taking it seriously. And I'd done I'd done my however long I did it for. I was like nah, screw this. And then my mum put me into like a performing arts school, like yeah. a, like dancing, um, singing, acting, that kind of thing. Plie group and shuffle, shout out. <laughs> um, you know, and I was just like, I didn't like dancing. I hated it. It was just, I was, I, I don't know why, but it was so, um, with gymnastics, it's so, uh, you have to, like, you have to do this exact, Regiment, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and like, and like with everything, like pointed toes, arms out, there's no, like, there's no room for... Uh, creative flair I feel you just have to like follow what they what yeah. they set out for you with dancing it's like like do what you want like in time with everyone else and I was like nah yeah. this is not for me and there was a singing teacher upstairs his name was Simon he's an absolute G um, he's been my singing teacher for ages and I think um, that was the point when I when I started doing sing lessons I think that was the point where I was like yo like this is what I want to do yeah this is this is what I want to do like um, I, I just felt so happy and like because you could just like express how you feel and like people could understand you with the way you're expressing yourself yeah which is huge yes yeah, bro it's, it's what life's about mm. i think there's a guy that i really like listening to and reading up whatever he puts out content wise his name's naval ravikant and he's like a, you'd call him a modern day philosopher but he's a tech investor all right and one of the things i love that he said on rogan's podcast and shout out to the little brother rogan you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh, <laughs> He said that in the modern world where technology and robotics is becoming so advanced, he hopes that one day there is a world where we all get to be creatives for a living. Mm, and I think that would sweet. be so cool because yeah. you know the joy you get from being creative and that expression. For me, I love like I love what I do because I get to tell yeah, a story 100%. and share the story of others and, and uncover that. And there's something really special about that. Yeah when you get your opportunity to go out and share what you have with the world. Mm. And that's why I'm always like really inspired by someone like yourself who's on that journey because it's not easy, but it's very rewarding yeah, if time. you stick at it. Big time. Like, um, yeah, like the, the feeling that you get when you're playing to like people that want to be there and are in it is just like you could not buy that feeling, yeah. I feel. Like it's just you're, upstage, you're on stage and you just have everyone is there like just wanting to be that, wanting to have a good time and you get to just give that to people. And that's such yeah. a cool feeling. Like it's, it's hands down the best feeling. For you, that journey then led to X Factor. I've seen videos yeah, of yeah, big time. So, the fresh face. <laughs> so young, man. How uh, old were you then? So first time I did X Factor, I was 14 years oh, old. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was in a group. Um, and like that was cool. Like it was, I think just that whole, that whole journey was, was such like, you, because I was so young, I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, to be honest with you, I was just kind of, you, you think when, when you're that age, it's the right thing to do yeah. because everyone's doing it. And you're like, oh, like, X Factor's voice, that's the only way to, that's the only way to go, like, get exposure, get what you need to do. But like, obviously I wouldn't change it because it's led me to where I am now. Yeah. But like, had I had a bit more hindsight, I probably maybe would have waited until a bit older to capitalize on it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but the first time I went on, I was 14 years old. I was put into a group. We did really well. We got to the top 24. And then we didn't get through again. And then I went on it again by myself. I got put into another group. Yeah. We got to top, I think, 11 or 10 or whatever. Uh, and then that was that. And then I did The Voice. And um, I think I got to like top 20 or something like that. And I was just like, obviously, I just like, I don't know. It just wasn't it. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it just wasn't the, it wasn't what I wanted to do necessarily. It's just something that I thought I needed to do. Does that make it's, sense? It's an exposure thing, isn't it? Really, a lot you know, and and I'm really grateful for the exposure to the platform that I was able yeah. to use from that. Do you know what I mean? But now with what I'm with what I'm doing with my with the Loretta boys, like it's just something that's so, um, not I'm not much. I would say I'm much better. It's just it's it's it's, it's like I get to create the music with my boys, and we get to put yeah. in our shows, and people come to watch us. Yeah. Do you know, like one of the proudest moments of like of my life so far was the was the first show we ever played. We sold out. Yeah. Which is like that's that's that was huge. Like we were, you know, when you you you, you have a party and you invite, yeah. you know what I mean, and, you, and yeah. you invite your friends and and you're like, fuck, is anyone gonna, is anyone yeah. gonna come? Is like, is anyone gonna rock up to my party? Yeah. And you're sitting there and it hits the time you've set, and then and then an hour later everyone rocks up, or whatever. Yeah. It was literally that feeling, but ten times worse because you're like your heart's pumping out of chest because you got to perform, you got to make sure everyone rocks up yeah. as well. We got to the point where it was like a hundred and fifty cap room, and we had like a hundred and eighty to two hundred people in the room because that's they were just sick. like. Get trying to get in the door, which was just the yeah. coolest feeling ever. Like yeah, great to come energy. and listen to your own music that you created with like your best mates is just there was like was second to none, you yeah. know. And um, yeah, like just so having that experience on the the voice and X Factor, it just taught me what is more important. Yeah. And 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 what what I want to do rather than the lessons I've learned from that. It was a great experience. I learned how to handle myself in like publicity and blah blah whatever. It was yeah. really cool. But in regards to music and like what I want to do is just where I am now, which is just such a great arc for me that I feel that yeah. I've gone on. So can I ask, so, cause I remember seeing your X Factor sec- second audition. The one where I played 18. Yeah. yeah. And you spoke about in that, when the judges asked you what you'd done in that year mm. since being on the show, <laughs> yeah. you started busking a lot, yeah. you were playing around Manly and Northern Beaches a lot. You obviously went on. Was that solo that you were playing that? Just yeah. Like busking. Yeah. And you still do a bit of solo yeah, stuff so, busking now. Yeah. Um. I gig. Uh. Like back before COVID, I was doing uh, six to seven days a week, just on of just gigging, straight yeah, gigging. Wow. And then on the holiday, school holidays, because that's just the best time to go. I would busk. Um. Pretty much every day if I could, and then gig in the night time. Yeah. So that was um. That was, for me. That was just like you got to do your ten thousand hours of of just yeah, I love of that. work. Do you know what I mean? Like because you know you you. you it's just imperative you just know your shit back to front. You yeah. know, I could now do like my set, my own, my, uh, my just solo set with my eyes closed just because yeah. I'm, I'm so, I know what I'm going to do. Do you know what I mean? Um, but like, I literally have like tattooed onto the back of my arm the coordinates of the place that I play yeah, in Manly. So literally just like, I, that's my spot. Like I love it and I've been playing that. I'll play there until I get too old where it's weird. But like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you know, so um, yeah, I just think in that time I was just practicing and I was just getting better. So for you, like leaving the third reality series, what was the decider to go, I'm going to go back into a group, but make them own? Like, was there a thought that, do I go solo with this? Were you mates with the boys beforehand? Or was that a seek and sort of like create? Yeah, so that's a, that's a really good question, actually. So um, I, was, I was very much in the mindset of like, nah, like I don't want to have to rely on anybody else. Yeah. Because if I can just do it myself, then I can, I'm the only one that's going to fail. Yeah. Or like, I'm the only one that's gonna I'm the only one gonna succeed or fail with what I'm doing. So I can't I don't have the pressure of having to put that trust on someone else. Yeah. And which is so hard. which is really hard because it's just like you're in a relationship with someone effectively. That's what it is. You're a business partner, you're in a, like in a friendship as well, which is something you have to juggle. But yeah. lucky for me, I went to so I so throughout my school and career, I went to a few like I went to Northern Beaches Christian School, which you can't see it, but it's a for me, it was a huge flop. There were some amazing teachers that just kind of pushed me in the direction I wanted to go, but there was nothing for me there. They were just very academic, and it just I really didn't yeah. enjoy my time there. Really didn't like school. Uh, Mum and dad were like, 
because I would have probably quit had it not been um, for the opportunity to go to AIM, Australian Institute of Music, which was yeah. great. Um, I, you know, I got to, I was just in my people, I was in my zone. I got to perform for, for like, there was a thing called concert prac every Friday. We just get to sit down, you get to watch people perform, you get to critique what they do. They That's get to cool. quit. It was amazing. You know, like it was such a cool experience. I was like, yo, this is sweet. Um, so Max, Daryl and Nico, the boys in my band. So I've, I've known Max for now for, since I was 15. Yeah. Same with Nico and same with Daryl. We all went to high school together. Nico was in the year below us uh, and he was friends with Max and, and Daryl was friends with Max as well. I was kind of like... We weren't not mates, but I was just friends with a bit of an interesting human being beforehand. He left the school and then we ended up all becoming mates towards okay. him. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I was like, cool. so yeah, it was just a really cool kind of coming together of, um, of, of like, they, they were the absolute best in their field. Like yeah. Max is just like the most incredible guitar player. Same, Nico, just like producer, videographer, drummer, bassist, keyboard player, like guitarist as well. Like there's literally yeah. nothing that kid can't do. And then Dow is just like, he's literally wanted by everyone to play drums for him. He's like amazingly talented as well like i'm yeah. just very lucky to work with those boys that's it yeah hard out so you created like your little fucking avengers crew literally we are the what <laughs> the avengers of, of uh of, of, of the northern beaches of your city so you've been how long together as a band now we've been together for two years now two years yeah. where does the inspo for the music come from obviously it's very like you've got a cool vibe and you talk a lot about what a bit of this pod's about like being in your 20s like mm, just, that life yeah just um What's the word I was looking for? It was, uh, no, it's, you know, when the, yeah, it's full on whoosh, straight yeah, over the yeah. back of my head. Ah, oh, now I just want to say what it is. It's like, um, coming of age. Boom. Yes, there you go. Don't know why that was so hard to say, <laughs> but that's what I was looking for. Um, I guess it's just like, yeah, um, we write a, a lot about, I mean, I guess where the music comes from in the beginning is like, it's, it's how the process of how we write a song. So whether it be Max comes up with like a little, um, he'll send me like a, a like a file of some music that we listen to. I like if I like the vibe, I'll come up with some lyrics. Or Nick is like, hey man, listen to this. What do you think? Or I'll come up with like a little melody coming over that. But effectively, we'll all come together and we'll write about like what like we we'll just get inspiration from a lot of the music that we like to listen to. Yeah. Like 1975 is a very very big <laughs> part of our like yeah. I guess our growing up like as 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 music. But um, in regards to that, I guess I just draw from my life and my friends' life, friends' lives, mm. um, just because like we're all, in one way or another, going through the same shit, but just differently. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, bro, that's the fucking podcast blurb to the <laughs> yeah. Bro, we are because we're all we're all experiencing the exact same pain points, yeah. challenges, yeah. hurdles in our twenties. Especially in our 20s. It's such a formative part mm. of life. Mm. That coming of age is leaving school, leaving study. Big time. What the fuck am I supposed to do with myself? <laughs> What's my purpose? Yeah, How do I achieve it? Yeah. How do I create healthy relationships? Aren't I supposed to find the love of my life? Mm. Figure that out. Mm. All the disasters and dysfunctional like, dates that come in between. I've had a few of them. <laughs> tell us about and, it. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's, there's not many great stories to tell <laughs> you. Uh, I've, to, I've told a few, but... Um, and, and that's just part of being in your 20s like, mm. and it's fucking fun and it's nice to be able to share that mm. and fuck here we go Bids is behind the uh, camera Bids is on the camera now Bids is our stuff man for a chance you know. the Instagram yeah the Instagram is, yeah literally yeah. look at him look but, at him yeah bro it's, and I think that's what makes music really relatable I was speaking about this this morning so Drake just gets named artist of the decade yeah and I love Drake I'm a big Drake fan hmm and I was talking to my, my barber, who's also been on the pod, cool little business story behind him, Dan Toski. And we were talking about what makes him so great. 
And I think it's because he's not from like the US. Like everyone was, he just put out a video the other day after being artist of the decade. It was like, everyone said, there's no way there can, there can be a hip hop talent from Canada. Like that's yet, not gonna work. That's are. not gonna yeah. happen. That's not gonna. And then here we are. And I think we relate to it being Aussies because it's like, well, people say the same thing about here. Yeah, big time. They say, well, this isn't the big leagues. This isn't the US. You can't make it from here, but we're lucky we live in a world where you can. Mm, and sure. like, talk to me about being in 2021 and the beauty of that and the technology and the things you have access to, how has that changed music? That's a really good question. Um, I guess, so having, having the access to the, what we do, like the studios that we have, um, the, the people we have in, uh, get to be in contact with is just, is just tenfold to what we had, like, didn't have before. Like Nico, so he's our, he's our producer, he's also the keys and guitar player in our band. You know, he has a studio underneath his house which is just mm, like huge, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a really, really good studio, you know what I mean? So we're in there, like we've been there. Is that, is that the yeah. photos that so, I've seen yeah, um, right, with the cars right. and the, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I said to, um, I said to Bid the other day, I was like, where the fuck is that place that they're always hanging out? Cause and I'm like. Undisclosed location. Yeah. <laughs> no live location. But <laughs> well, yeah, we can't like tell, send people the address because of like what's in there. But yeah, like, 100%. you know, so. But it's a cool vibe. It's a great, it's a really cool little place to be. Like, you know, just having, like having, a, a person like Nico that's just unbelievably talented and has access to all that has just like changed the game for us with especially with like uh, the way we work and like how we want to put out our music and present our music like you know what me and Nico and, and the boys like we'll do like 15 16 hour studio days where it's just like we could l let release something that just is good but like isn't like yeah. I you know what I mean like it's good but it's just not where it needs to be so we'll like nigga will spend like hours and we have now the resources to do this yeah hours and hours and hours just spending like do, doing vocal takes vocal takes vocal takes and trying to get the right thing just because you want to be so proud of what you can put out and yeah. then because we're so proud of it and so excited about it like we can then we put a bunch of money to hide it for advertising and stuff and then we get to perform shows and do all the stuff as a result of the how like the energy we put into this music yeah. to begin with and then like you know getting help from like our friends to do that are on board because they're excited about our stuff as well like yeah. Indy, Stella, Zach and all that stuff and doing the music videos yeah. which is, it's just such a cool little group that we have now because of social media that, that yeah. we I don't think we would have had do you know what I mean as a result of the product that we're creating yeah does that make sense yeah 100% yeah. it does two questions first question mm. how much does Bid's head hurt the ratings oh dude I mean we we, we think we might have to quit now because, yeah. of, because of Zach that's a shame yeah, yeah so thanks thanks everyone yeah. uh, but we have to retire because of Zach so oh, <laughs> serious question and this is something that for me is super relevant mm. right now like we said before, this journey of being like a creator or a musician in mm. your case, or someone who is just telling stories in one way, shape or form, mm, big time. it is not easy to begin with. No. Before there are big contracts and big labels and everything involved, there are tough times. Yeah. And I'd be really interested to hear about your journey. Like how, how do you go through those tough times where the money isn't always comfortable, mm. there's challenges that present themselves like has there ever been that thought in the back of the head like maybe this isn't it yeah. and maybe this isn't the time or has it always been steadfast so i think that's that's like really that's another great question um like so in regards to the tough times i think it's just so there's like three things come to my mind um when you ask that question so the first thing would be the having to get good at performing having mm. to like having to put yourself out there and like really 
like understand that that singing and playing is one thing performing is a completely other different thing i'll never forget so i used to busk at woolworths at mona bell just up in the northern beaches um i didn't have an amp i didn't have anything i just had me and my little guitar so you couldn't really hear me sing and i kind of wanted that my dad one day went to the music shop and he bought me an amp i cried a full-on broke down into tears like i don't want people to hear me like i was just like you know what i mean like i was just so afraid of what people might think and this is back when like i hadn't really found my feet yet you know and so that and i'll never forget that now you can put me on a stage in in front of however many people and i was just like i will give it my absolute all do you know what i mean so like overcoming that is just such such a final anecdote for me to think back on because it's like i'm not that person now but just a lot of growth from then to from then to yeah, now. Yeah, that's really cool to hear. Do you know what I mean? So like, you know, like I wasn't always as confident as I am in regards to playing, but I just I just made myself get good at it. Yeah. And then the next thing in regards to the hard harder times and like you know money and and that and would would be I mean not so less money, but it's more like you know I, as I say like I gig a lot, yeah. like I play by myself a lot, um, and some of the gigs I do are just like I may be playing to to two three four people on a good day at that particular venue and you're sitting there and you're like i've just you know i've just played a show in front of 300 and something people or i've just played a show in front of x amount of people doesn't matter how many people are there but like it's just the energies that was there and now i'm sitting in the corner of a restaurant playing to like no one and you and it hits you like fuck like you know like that's that's when you got to be like you got to you got to go back into why you're doing it in the first yeah. place, and uh, let's let's stop there for yeah, a second and dig it. into that. Yeah, yeah. What is the why? The why is I guess the 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 feeling that you get to create and to give people. Yeah. And it, and what it gives you back. So before I knew what that was, because I'd perform and perform and perform and perform, I didn't really get it. Because like, I was just doing it, like, because when I was an X Factor, I wasn't really um, doing my hard yards then. I was just kind of flowing yeah. with what was happening. But when I started gigging and understanding the power and understanding of what it can actually make people feel, like, you you get to dictate how someone's night is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're out I'm with so your friends right. and they're like, fuck, that guy was sick. That was the best night for me. And they had the best time. You leave them with an experience they'll remember for however yeah. long. And, and to, to be able to, like, for people to be like, yo, that was that was such a fun night. Thank you so much for that. Like, you really made me like feel something. It's yeah. just like you get to give that to someone. You get to give yeah. them like without even them really knowing or you knowing. Like, you get to just perform your little heart out and give them that, which is such a cool feeling. I feel just be able to one hundred percent. It is to be able to like to give that just to be able to give your what what you've learned to do to then make other people have a good time about it. I think that's a really cool thing to be able to do. That's man, I love that, mm. and I think we're so blessed now that you'd get a lot of that really kind feedback and those great vibes back through socials people who are seriously in the crowd. Th- literally through instagram like every time i play at um like a particular venue of is in bondi don't don't you don't you don't get to look at me this guy's fucking trolleyed um you know like just people message me like yo like that like you made my night like i had such a fun time like you're incredible like all that stuff it's just so nice to be able to just hear back from people which if you didn't have social media i wasn't on it you wouldn't necessarily get it yeah but like i don't do i don't gig because uh, i want feedback from other people of how good that I am I gig just because I know that it's what I'm meant to do yeah I I love that I think you know one thing that I I sent an episode around to a few of the boys not of my podcast of another great podcast the Imperfects shout out to the Mm -hmm. boys down in Melbourne Mm -hmm. and they had a fella Ben Crow on I've been in conversation with his team because we're very hopeful touch wood 
that we get him in the studio next year early. Yeah, right. And Ben Crow is a, is a mindset guy. His yeah. job at Nike was to build athlete stories, but more importantly, help them understand what their purpose is mm. and the journey to fulfill it. And one thing that I love is he really spoke about the importance of purpose and like how, how to set that up and the mind frame. And we're speaking in our crew amongst it, like chatting about that topic. And I think a lot of people confuse goals with purpose. Mm. You know, goals are measurable by time and um, by certain achievement levels and should ultimately lead to the purpose. Yeah. But I don't think you ever fulfill the purpose. I think you're always in pursuit of it and it changes. And it's that underlying thing that makes you get out of bed in the morning. <coughs> Excuse me, I was going a bit cloony on you there. Fuck, I've been doing that a lot lately. Makes me get out yeah. <laughs> um, Makes you get out of bed in the morning just like pumped. Yeah. And one, one, another guy I love, Isaac John, Ice, he's been on the show. He speaks about how do you feel in that first five seconds that you wake up in the morning and like what are those things running through your head and <laughs> yeah. and for me I'm like for so long I was uninspired yeah I was actually uninspired and employed opposite the boys down in Kiama, hey, hey. Um, where I was walking into an office every day yeah and I just didn't love what I did anymore yeah. like I couldn't I couldn't understand why I was walking in there it was literally it felt like an obligation it was a paycheck like you, you had to like you, yeah. you didn't love it you were just there. <clears throat> and I think having found that now and, and feeling like my role is to, to share story and have some sort of impact in people's lives. Mm. It's the most inspirational feeling in the world where you feel like this is what you're here for. Yeah. For and real. it's, but it's so hard to find that. It is like, it is like, I know blessed that you have? I honestly do, man. Like I know a lot of my friends, like my really close mates that just like, are just doing mm. a job for the sake of having money. You know, like sometimes it gets hard, like in regards to my, my paychecks don't necessarily come in all at the same time, yeah. but like, I know I'm doing what I love, Yeah. you know? And like, um, I wish, I hope for anyone, like just, you know, when they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like you will find it eventually, whether yeah. it's now, whether it's five years, whether it's 10 years, whether you're 12 or not, you will eventually find what you love to do and then make that your goal, make that your drive. Like. Yes, you may have to just slug it out for however many years trying to figure out what it is, but there's going to be a point where you're like, yo, like, I found something I want to do. That's when you're like, hey, let's go. Let's do it. Because, like, you're not meant to be here to work a nine to five. You're not meant to be no. here to just slave and, like, go to work every day, wake up, go to the gym, go home, sleep, wake up, go to the gym, do that. Yeah. You're not, that's not why you were put on this planet, I feel. You, you're meant to do it to live it. 100%. Yeah. Uh, do you read much? No, I'm actually, so I'm incredibly dyslexic. So I haven't read a book since I was till 10, 11, maybe? Well, I, don't, I don't have an excuse as to why I'm not reading much. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but I'm, I'm just terrible at it. <laughs> I wish I wish I was better at sitting down and, like, focusing, but mm. I did read one book that I love, and I've read it twice. It's called The Alchemist, and there's yeah. a quote in The Alchemist that says, a person's only real obligation in this life is to find their purpose and just relentlessly pursue it yeah, and I time. fucking love that so much I mean, it's no, I, I live by I, st I just literally back that 100% like you know like go until you find something you're passionate about and then don't stop to get that mm. I would say what's what's the journey look like from here on out like if you could if you could cast yourself forward or, or mm. you know predict yeah, yeah predict what the future looks like or not even predict if you could fucking write it down on a piece of paper right now and you know, bring it to existence. What would the journey look like? That's a really good question. Um, I think I'm glad you're vibing the questions. Yeah, dude, just otherwise great I'd, questions. Otherwise, I'd not be very yeah, good at my job. Yeah. Would I? <laughs> this would be a shit podcast. <laughs> you don't get questions. Um, I think what like 
I truly believe what I'm doing with the Loretta Boys now ha- is is the way that it's gonna go for yeah. me. Like I did a solo for a while and like touching point on the back before, like when I had to put trust in other people, I was very reluctant to do that. But like I know these boys got my back. Yeah. Like, I know they're in this with me, like till till it till it fizzles out or till it blows up or whatever it does. But I just know that what we're doing now, like the the energy we have about it, the 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 drive that we all have for it, I feel like this is the ticket for me. Yeah. Um, just because of like, you know, you get to be ceramic, you you're hanging out with your best mates pretty much every other day. You get to create music, you get to play and you you know, when like, as I was saying, like you know how you pl- I was playing the shows and it's great, but now I get to experience that with four other people that feel the same way, that are on the same stage as you. You get to vibe off with them and you get to talk about how much fun that was. Yeah. Do you know, and you get to share the experience and share the journey, which was just something I didn't didn't couldn't see the opposite side of for for a yeah. while. I was like, oh, like solo, I don't have to rely on anyone, don't have to focus on anybody else. I just can follow myself, and if I make a mistake, that's on me. But like now, I'm with these boys, and they're just like. Yes, they're incredibly talented. Yes, they're good at what they do. But to be able to share that experience with someone, to be able to, like to laugh, like the the amount of the the, the better friendship I have with them because of it, is yeah. just something that I didn't think that I have. But I'm so grateful that that I do have. And then just going now from like from where we are to like what we can achieve, I feel like it's there's no really cap on what is possible for us. I just I just know that we all we have to do is just keep creating good music, keep driving, keep persisting keep doing shows and just keep getting out there and eventually i don't know how long it'll take but i know if we keep doing it we'll get there and when you enjoy the journey it doesn't really matter how long it takes right like big time. that's the beauty big of it. time that's yeah. something i've learned is to take that yeah. stress off my shoulders yeah. of like because i said when i set out to start this i was like fuck i want to be a charting podcast in a year well like we're 14 months on now and i'm not a top 10 podcast in the country so yeah. i'm like I'm still gunning for that, and it's yeah. like it's and eventually okay. you'll get there. It'll it'll get there. You just have eventually. to keep doing it. That's it. Because the only way you'll ever fail is if you quit. Words of wisdom, yeah. Jonah Sullivan. Fucking listen to that boy. Yeah. Get into that. I want that on my fucking Instagram stories. Well, I mean, that's the, so my mum and dad are um, like motivational uh, ah, pe- 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 speakers, speakers as well. Yeah. So, um, dad does a lot of that. So, like, although I didn't read the self help books my life was pretty much just a self-help life yeah. like that was like yo like whatever you do like in regards to when I was doing gymnastics or whatever it was at the time I was, my dad was like I don't care what you do with your life I just care that you put 110% into whatever you do that's fucking such great advice seriously because it's just like it just like and he and I said I, and it will support you every step of the way I just need you to be in it and I need you to want to do it for you and no one else how beautiful is that man yeah. like, like, my, my, like my the reason I am the way I am is because of my mom and dad it's the same with me, yeah. man. I'm very similar to that. Like, the love I have for my family mm. and my parents is indescribable. Yeah. Like, my dad, my mum, and my sister and my world. <clears throat> and to hear you say that, I relate with that so much. Mm. One question I'll ask on the flip side, though, is so many of you who are listening to this have asked me, or watching this, shout out to the YouTube crew as well, It's it's been a common question is... How do you get your parents to support you when you leave consistency, a job, security, pay, everything that... Because it's not that parents don't support you at times. It's that they worry for you. They want you to to be safe. But I can't thank my parents enough for saying, if you believe in this and this is what you love and this is what you're passionate about, do it and we'll support you every step of the way. But for the people that are maybe on the other side of this pod... And they're like, man, I wish I had that. I'm, yeah. I'm button heads with my parents a little yeah. bit. 
you know, what, would you have any advice for them? Look, like, I genuinely probably wouldn't be the person to ask because I was just unbelievably lucky with how much support they gave me with everything. But I'd say on the flip side of that, if your parents aren't necessarily supportive of what you do, I think if you believe and if you think this, that's the right thing for you and if you're sold out to the idea and the dream, nothing should stop you, not even your parents. Yeah. And eventually... You know, you keep doing it and you start to succeed because you, you're putting everything you have into it. It'll, it'll look, they'll come around. But I just think it, you know, and I, my heart goes out to people that necessarily don't have the support from their parents and, and how lucky I am. It's just like, you know, if you believe in it, just give it your absolute 110% because you never know unless you try, you know? You know, I love that. And mm. actually, I've just come up with an idea. If you're sitting there listening to this or watching this and you're thinking, that's me. Send us a message on Insta and I'm going to gash you up on my stories. Mm. Let's get a little, um, I'm going to get a little trend of just people pursuing their dreams yeah, and doing their thing. Like, and I'm going to share it around. I like time. that. I'm vibing that's sick. with that. I want to dive into, th- this has been beautiful main piece of conversation. But as you know, the show's rebranded, which means new areas of the show. We're, we're tasting, we're testing. You're actually here. For those of you listening, you won't Woo. see, but we're still in the booth. Sheesh. We're in the booth, right? Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. Oh, um, and oh, man. we're in the booth. And this will be the last episode in the booth, I believe, because Ooh, the where? studio's getting a renovation. This one. And so when you watch this in the episodes following, Lap it all there'll in, be what guys. we call confessional corner, where we ask the guests the big questions and answers. And I'm not talking about the one-worders or the, you know, the one-sentence answer, wrap it up. We're talking about the, the deep and meaningfuls where the wisdom comes through, where we get to the crux of a problem and maybe we share the guest solution. But you know I'm no expert. Ellis would probably put his hand up and say he's not either. I would agree But we're going to roll into it. So um, Bits put his Zach's hand up and he said thinks he's he an expert. The expert. Well, of course he does. Look at him. What a penis. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So we're here. So I'm going to go... Roll the little Q&A intro, but um, bump, you'll hear a bit of music. No, nah, there's, there's probably no swipe in. Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna get, I think we're going to get game show vibes. So, All yeah, right, love that too. That, that'll roll in the middle here. And Ellis is in the hot seat here today and I've got the five questions for him. The first one being, what will your, what story will your future autobiography tell? Damn, that's... <laughs> what story? I think what I would like it, what I'd like it to say um, is just... He, I mean, like, he just put everything he had into chasing his dream. I love that. Yeah. I simple think, but I think powerful. that's what it would be like you know I think if I if I could have it read anything like and, and all the stuff it would say but just like he just you know he just sold out to a dream I yeah. think that's what I would want it to say beautiful yeah number two we get you know we talk about gratefuls lock, a lot lock it in Eddie yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is correct yeah. Yeah. Um, Question two, we talk about gratefuls and counting our blessings a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the the amazing things about 2021. I think people are starting to express what they're grateful for. But actually shout out to my boy Bids because he he asked a question the other day at Sunrise Crew that I really like. So I'm rolling it into the pods. He said, why don't we share one grateful but 
um, what we're going to do here today is to share one thing we love about ourselves, a bit of self-love, you know, All right. a bit of self-appreciation. I like so that. what's one thing you love about yourself? Um, I think that I try to help in any way that I can. If it, whether like if you see someone you know drop something in the street like papers or money or anything like you don't you don't have to do it but like if you can just make someone's day a little bit easier for them I think that would I I try I genuinely try to do that as much as I can mm. um, so just just to help people if yeah I think I like that about myself is I try to just help people I think that's a really good point another mm. shout out to another incredibly wise person Jay Shetty who talks about spending half the day in service of yourself but more importantly half the day in service of others and i like that that's what that's about helping people yeah. being a good person yeah um you know karma and, and gratitude just pays dividends in the yeah. long run so if be that like, person. if someone like asks for directions or like just needs your help in 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 a regard like obviously you know discerningly but like just you have there's doesn't take any time off your back doesn't affect you in any way for you to just help them because 100%. you know and if you i mean, I hope if you would ask someone else they repay that back is how i look at it yeah mm. question number three something that i think most people would be able to relate to um have you ever had your heart broken if yes explain how you are helping it heal or how you helped it to heal that's a fucking great question um no i haven't um but i feel like if this relationship i'm in now fails then yes i will <laughs> yeah because you've got a lovely partner i do she's the literally love my life she's the coolest person you'll ever meet my yeah. best best friend in the entire world um she's from norway give uh, her a little gas up what's up <laughs> what's up saga i love you um no nah, she's she's literally the best thing that's ever happened to me um we've been we've been best, we were mates before we started dating which was a first for me and then now like have this amazing relationship that i didn't think you could have like how do you go from being friends to to being in a relationship which i didn't think was possible but here we are and she's just literally the coolest chick like ever like i'm so grateful to be with her but I think if we were to like, if like, you know, she was to go back home or like we had to break up, I think that's when my heart would probably break. Yeah. Which is sad to think about, but like, you, you know, those are the, that's some of the real shit you actually have to think about, you know what I mean? Cause she's got family, she's got everything back home. Like I'm yeah. the only, I got, you know, me here, she's got work and a bunch of friends, but it's never going to be home. So I think if that, if that would be the time for it to happen, it'd probably be, my heart would break probably then if that makes sense because it hasn't happened yet but like it's gonna suck if it does <laughs> fuck that's a love story we didn't know we needed that. yeah Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's go. good to hear that i think that's so important you know and you said something before you spoke about the boys in, in the band right and loretta and that group and that opportunity to share that success and those amazing times together another shout out to ben crow the guy we we're talking about before and he speaks about how it doesn't matter who you are what you do or where you are in your life we all need others' help. Mm, and time. I think we all need others along on that journey with us. And, you know, a significant life partner or someone you're in love with is maybe the best person oh, to do life sick. with, right? Like, yeah, I like, she like, comes to all of my gigs, like, the one she can come to. And she just, she's just there for me and asks me about how it all goes. And just, you know, like, you know, a lot of people just see, like, I guess one version of me. Yeah. She sees like all all sides of me which is really yeah. really cool and she just knows me like she knows i'm a huge weirdo like do you know what i mean like not many yeah. other people like, my mates do but like not many other people would and it's just really cool to be able to um have that in someone i feel oh yeah how, how good is that though like i was actually talking the other day like watching i've been watching a lot of content lately right mm -hmm. and i'm really i love seeing people who have that 
confidence to be the biggest fucking weirdo Dude, on camera. Dead set. Or like on screen. <laughs> I reckon it's great. Yeah, bro. No, I feel you. Like, I, I feel like I'd like in in uh, in real life, like I try and just be genuinely like nice person. But like at, at home and it's just like me and Zach, like I'm, we are like, we're the weirdest people. And it's so, it's so fun. It's so much fun just to it's be It's funny, like I was that. saying to my sister, because we're talking about content and I was mm. like, I, f- I feel like there's this chick that I've been watching, Emma Chamberlain, right? And I had a heap of girls say, go watch this chick's YouTube channel. She's funny as, and it's because she's so real and raw. She's yeah. the biggest weirdo in the comfort of a home. Yeah. But she so just that, shares yeah. that with 12 million people on YouTube, right? <laughs> and I was thinking, I said to my sister, I was like, fuck, could you imagine if people seen like us growing up at home? Dead we so, are the hey. weirdest. It would be, it'd be funny though, yeah, do you know what I mean? So That'd be content like, for days. I wish there was just like the cameras good. around the house because it would have been that funny. Good like, time. And that's, man, that's what makes you you. Be you. Be weird. Be weird. I think there's just like, you know, like life's too short to, <coughs> to be, to try and like, to just be mean and be cool. Like, not saying being cool is mean, but like, just like, you don't have to be a dick to be a cool person. Fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? And like, you're like, you, you may like dress cool or may be act cool, but like, you can still be weird and you can still be nice and still be a result of all of that. Your people will find you if you, if yourself. You you're big I mean? time. You know what I mean? Like, you, I feel like just, if you genuinely just try to be yourself, you'll find the people that want to be around you. Definitely. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We, we bloody stretched that one out, didn't we? Yeah, we did a bit. Um, question plus, plus five. five. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a slow five. Yeah, a slow five. We're, we're getting slow and moody. Oh, um, actually, can I? It. Yeah, go. I want to say like one last thing on it. Like, so the thing, it was the love yourself question, yeah. right? Um, no, it was a heartbreak. The heartbreak. Can, can I go back? Can I go back? Because yeah, I just remember this. So like, massive shout out to one of my best mates, Pierce Wiley. Um, he, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. And it, it'll stay with me to the day I go. But he said, um, the reason like I love you so much is because you make me um, feel like I want to be like a better person. You make me feel like happy just mm, being around you cool. as a person. And I think that was a cool thing as well. 100%. Yeah. And I was like, that's a cool, I love that's a cool thing to and know And that's the power me. of being you, right? Yeah, yeah. Being a good human. Like yeah. it's when you get to experience that, you know, we talk about it a lot, like, Bid and I have got such a close crew of mates that we were all out for dinner on Friday night and we're like, fuck, how good is this? Like, we're sitting around and we're sharing the fact that we're all challenging ourselves and mm. we're, we're making these changes in our life to, to really get the best out of it yeah. and, you know, appreciating the fact that this life is so short. And we kind of said, well, like, how lucky are we that we've found this group of people who are on that journey big, together? Big time. Yeah, for sure. That's, it's the biggest blessing in the world. Oh, so. Yeah. Find your people. Yeah, dude, find it's important. Like I had I was a huge loser in high school. I had zero friends. Like but now I don't and I love my life and I love the people I have around me just because it took a bit of time, but like I feel like if you if you just yourself stay true to yourself over the amount of time that you have, you will find your people. Hundred percent you will. Yeah. Huge. That could be the key takeaway from this. Yeah. There you go. Number four. <laughs> what's one of the harshest lessons that life has taught you? Uh, that's far. That's it's a big question. It's a big right? question. I think hardest lessons like getting rejected necessarily doesn't mean it's like it's your fault. Like mm. no, like no. How do I put this into words? Like. Can I? Because can I stew on what you just yeah, said? Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Because yeah, this. For me, the first thing that come to the front of my mind before when you told me about your X Factor journey yeah. is I'm not saying this because you're here, but Bid will attest to this. Mm. We were looking at your music the other day and mm. I was like, 
how the fuck that guy is not a super like superstar globally mm. blows my mind because you like your talent is incredible TJ. and i think there's a few things right so one thing that i always say in content is and i've heard it from someone else i don't know who but it was there's three things that make you incredible as a creator one is your ability to educate the other your ability to entertain and the third one is kind of god given but sometimes you can maneuver in your favor yeah. is your look yeah and you're obviously you're not an educator i'm not either yeah, but, but you're an incredible an yeah you're an incredible entertainer and your looks fucking amazing like you're a good Jeez, looking mate. bloke <laughs> you dress well you've got a vibe you know duff man was getting some shots of you as you rolled in and you look cool as fuck <laughs> and i'm like oh, you've if got, only you knew <laughs> you've got those two things nah, and i'm like it blows my mind that you're not this guy that we're all fucking seeing on the charts and mm. you know seeing fucking picking up these awards I just in think the US and like, every, like a lot of people like say that but I think you know everyone's you just gotta you just have to wait and just keep getting ready for that day until it comes like keep practicing keep playing shows like you gotta do your as I said like your 10,000 hours do you know what I mean yeah. like you have to before you can be ready to be that like everyone's like oh, why are you famous right now I was like bro like I don't know but like all I'm gonna do is just gonna keep working until I get to a stage where I'm like, okay, I'm I've made it. I've done. Yeah. I've succeeded in, in what I think I've succeeded in. Yeah. Like you know, like it's it's I, when they asked me, that, I was like, I don't know what the fuck to say. Like I like I, why am I not where I'm like like playing in like to massive thousands of people yet? It's like because it's just not my time yet, mm. and it will come. It's just the amount of work that I have to put in before I get there. So is that the lesson maybe with rejection? I think, yeah, it's just like, I mean, I guess don't take rejection too personally Yeah, would be one of the things because like, you know, the amount of times like you think you're going to get a gig, you think you can get a part, you think you're going to get something or you, you, you tell someone you like them they don't like you back. It's just like, sometimes it's not you, sometimes it's just, it's just them and you have to take, you have to take away the, the feeling from the rejection. Just like, hey, like this isn't me. I've done the best I can do. You just have to be proud of what you've done. I think don't, like, because I've been, like, you know, getting rejected has just been a really tough time. Mm. But then having the confidence to come back is probably the, the, the hardest thing. And that's what I was yeah. trying to get at before. Like, the giving up isn't, an op- isn't, isn't the right thing to do necessarily. You just have, yeah. you get rejected, you assess why, and then you think, okay, giving, like, giving up would be the worst thing to do here. Coming back is the hardest thing to do. But it's like yeah. it's the best thing to do because then you only get better from where you were. If, if that makes Bro, sense, right? Hundred percent, it does. Yeah, hundred percent. Try to put that and, into words. <laughs> yeah, and no, I, I think everybody understands that in some way, shape, or form. Mm. And it's a lot of the time, it's just the ego that controls that. Mm. You know, I've spoken about a heap in the last few episodes, like the ego of telling someone how you really feel or like expressing it sucks. what you want or like it's <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Man. Yeah, bro. It's hard. big time, big time. Like, but when you do, and like you. You let that. You understand that it's kind of out of your control. It is. That's what, yeah. That's what I'm trying to get a yeah, point. you can that's only do sure so much. Like you keep doing you, and you keep putting hundred percent in, and eventually it will happen. Yeah, you just gotta get get and back on it. And then like, you're fucking stronger for it when it does. That's yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Just like I can getting defeated is one thing, and that sucks. But the hardest part is getting back up and going for it again. Definitely. That's kind of what I think I was trying to say with that. No, I love that. Great, yeah. great answer. Um, <laughs> Thank <last> you. One, <laughs> the last one is one that I think you'll, you'll vibe with this question. Right, hit me with it. I'm ready. Um, Do you know the questions already? I told him. Yeah, before, I thought so, this guy. Yeah. So I told him, insider. One thing that I love is I think the people we look up to okay. really says a lot about who we are. 
And I know that you would probably say Fitz put his hand up. <laughs> Dude, what a goose! Get him out of here. He's you never allowed you in this Can't have him in here. Just like I'm that. I'm he's, that. I'm that. He's <laughs> never allowed in here again, eh? Um, you know, I know you'd probably talk about your family and your mm. parents and those sort of people, but let's talk more so creators and entertainers. So, yeah. what creators or creative storytellers, entertainers have inspired you to be not only the entertainer you are, but yeah. the person that you are? Okay, that's yeah. Wow. Um, so first of all, I'd say like obviously, obviously, shout out to my family, <laughs> like you know, because yeah. as I said, I wouldn't be who I am without them. But I think um, Ed Sheeran, believe it or not, yeah. I was obsessed with him when I was younger. Yeah, I was like, this is the coolest dude you'll ever meet ever. I was like, because he was just so real and he was so uh, a little guy from you know Dublin. I'm pretty sure I can't really remember. Yeah, someone correct me if I'm wrong. I it wasn't used to be like a massive fan, not so much anymore. Um, but he was just like he was like he was doing what I wanted to do. Mm. He was like you know he he busked his, his little ass off. He played shows to no one, you know. And I think a lot of that is like like he just did his groundwork. He did what he needed to yeah. do to get to where he is now. And I think like that motivation is like yo like it it will happen. It'll come true. Like, I met him when I was... Oh, really? My, so, short interlude. My grandma used to work with his uncle in the ER in a oh, hospital back in uh, England. That? Right? And so, when he came to Australia, she emailed... My grandma emailed his uncle and said, can Ed Sheeran meet my grandson? Fucking love you, Murr. You're probably not going to hear this, but you're an absolute G. My grandma's name's Murr. Um, and so, she set that up for me and I met him and like... He was just the nicest guy and he was just so down to earth. I gave him my little CD that I had at the time. I was like 15 or whatever. And I yeah. gave it to him and he's like, I gave it to him and it was like the only thing he ever wanted. He didn't, yeah. he obviously didn't listen to it, didn't care about yeah. it. But it just gave me like, yo, like he was something I aspired to be like. That's it. You know, and then growing up, I stopped listening to his music as much, but the values were still there. And then I started like running into like, you know, um, like the 1975, we, we as, the, as a band, we really relate to. Or like music wise and just like Matty Healy like the, 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 the way he presents himself in regards to his ideologies about like life and, 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 and stuff like that it's just and the way he writes lyrics and how he kind of pulls in what's happening in society and, and all that and relays it back into his music is, is, an, is an amazing um, thing to be able to have I guess control over yeah so like for me as a lyricist as someone that like wants to kind of understand the world a bit more and be able to be to write better i think that's a huge part of like me trying to become a better musician is from that area yeah. of, a, of a lyricist of a someone that like is more you're telling a story because if you listen to a lot of the, the lyrics in a lot of their songs it's referencing a lot of the stuff that's happening in the like modern day society yeah. you know what i mean and so like be able to do that and write a fucking banger of a song you're like damn and this and you listen to it you can hear like watch his geniuses geniuses whatever the fuck the word is and like everything means something and yeah. like that's what like instead of like you know writing not as like just you know come over god love the song i wrote it and i'm very proud of it but like you know that didn't mean much it yeah. was it was point a girl boy blah blah sing sing yeah. you know it doesn't necessarily mean you just reminded me as well yeah good the song that i'd heard i had it up. ah there we go <laughs> um but yeah it was we played so it was hear me with it Wi-Fi, give us a sec, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so like, been trying to put way Close more... Close to you. Hey, okay, huge. Yeah. So like, that was that. So from like, so you had like, Come Over Lady, Scared of Being Alone. I think really cool little songs, but like, it was just a journey on like, where I, I'm not like, as I said, like, I'm not the best writer. I know I can be better. 
but like being able to learn and understand and listen to and observe and how to write better is, is a huge thing for me so like with the next couple of songs coming like I'm, I'm really trying to pay more of an attention to the songwriting because yeah. you know yes it's a song but it's also a story and about about how it makes you feel so yeah. I think like getting the inspiration from, from that is, is, is probably a massive inspiration in, yeah. just for me yeah I love that. There and so there is a bit of stuff coming. Oh, big time, big time! Yeah. You guys don't even know. Like, <laughs> nah, we got, you got. So we got um, shows in Melbourne and Brisbane. Uh, hopefully, with COVID, depending, and then um, got a bunch of new songs coming out, videos coming out, like just content, like just drip, yeah. drip feeding it. For when's for Melbourne? Um, what day is it? Uh, I would leave for it on Friday morning. I leave on Tuesday. Hey, Down to Melbourne. Yeah, there you go. how long are you there for? A week. Okay, I'm the. Are you coming to the North Coast? North Coast. Yeah. Fuck. Where's that? I don't. I, don't, I honestly. Well, I I've nev- su- never I been to Melbourne. A, I actually think there's a suburb North Coast. It's North Coast. It's a North Coast hotel or something like that. I don't. I couldn't tell yeah. you to save my life. Literally never been, so don't see me. Um, but we're playing. What we're, we're opening on for opening for a guy named Josh Cashman, who is fucking beast. By the way, go look at his shit. Yeah. Um, and we're opening for him because we did last Thursday and we were on his tour so we're playing he's opening at Melbourne stand-up show 100 like 250 people um and that's on the Friday the 27th I want to say yeah 27th so literally like oh I'm not down there yeah so like that's a shame but it is what it is if you're in Melbourne I mean this is definitely not going to be out before then but yeah if you saw it and you saw this amazing double whammy for you I like it past tense (laughs) <laughs> um, bro, thank you yeah, so much for coming on. Hey man, this has been be, yeah. incredible. It's exciting because for me, like, I feel like I've really got to know you now. <laughs> That's it. Like, we've only really met once yeah, in person. Literally, before. hey, was at the beach. Yeah, I think. and it was for was like that five minutes. It? And it was like, hey, I've heard a lot about you. Hey, I've heard a lot about you. Have a great yeah. day. Bye. <laughs> yeah. um, these guys were off to a festy, and I was off oh, to sit at home and watch, watch Netflix. Time, you know my vibes. Absolutely, every time. Um, but yeah, bro, it's been really cool because I feel like we've gotten to know you heaps. Yeah, I appreciate. I that, love man. what you're doing. Oh, and I mean this. I'm really excited for you because I think you've got a huge future. Cheers, bro. I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to come and experience it and be a part of it and, yeah, and jump in in some of these shows and and watch and, and be in that audience and, and get that experience and give you that feedback that I know Big you time. love. Yeah. And I want to make sure that every single one of you listening, watching, tuning into this episode gets to head on over there and follow that and support that journey. So you better <laughs> believe that all of the handles are linked here in the description. Yeah. That any relevant info will be there in the description and please make sure you do that head over follow these guys follow ellis follow loretta and become a fan i'm a fan <laughs> thank you so much for coming Cheers, on, bro. Yeah, you're a, a legend thank you you're a legend um and to everyone listening watching make sure you hit that all important subscribe button share it around subscribe. give us a five star rating and review do it um you know we love those when they come through you know what give us a review we'll gas you up on the on the pod and I hope you're enjoying the new branding. I hope you're enjoying the way that this is rolling out now. There's big plans. I've burnt the fucking boats. They're at the bottom of the sea. They're burnt to a crisp. We're on the island. We're here to take it now. There's no going back. Everything's been thrown into this. This is my life now. I love it. I love every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. One thing I will say on the way out is this ain't the experience anymore, which means I'm not the experience. So... I put the, the call out there the other day, what should my nickname be? And it was actually a mutual friend of all of ours, Mrs. Indy Starr, who hey, said she's rolling with the captain, so fucking catch us later. Aye, aye.